This episode is presented in partnership with the Art of Reading Celebration. Join us Thursday, November 16th for a school-wide event as we celebrate the art of reading and the mouse and the motorcycle. Friends and families of Discovery Elementary are invited to join us for a night of fun as students showcase all the different ways that reading enhances their learning. Included in the celebration will be dramatic and musical performances that students have been working hard on. We We all hope to see you all there. Welcome to Chapter 8 of the Mouse and the Motorcycle audiobook on the Explorer Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Alex, and I'm thrilled to welcome you back and to continue this adventure that is the art of reading. Ahead on this episode, you will hear from our eighth mystery reader, but before that, I want to remind you to mark your calendar for the evening of Thursday, November 16th, where Discovery Elementary will host a culminating event for a school-wide celebration, complete with dramatic and musical performances that center around the mouse and the motorcycle. Our students here at Discovery Elementary School are working hard towards this exciting event for all families and friends to come and see. All right, now let's introduce Chapter 8 in this week's Mystery Reader. As you know, each chapter you will hear from a new Mystery Reader based on the clues that the Mystery Reader gives and your familiarity with the Mystery Person's voice. You can then play along by guessing the Mystery Reader by submitting a ticket to the front office and perhaps your name will be drawn and a prize awarded if you guessed correctly. So without further ado, let us welcome this week's Mystery Reader, by having them give their three clues. Hello, so my three clues are, I'm crafty, sometimes you hear me in the morning announcements, and I like fantasy football. So once again, if you think you may know who is reading chapter eight based on those hints or by their voice, please visit the front office at Discovery and ask to fill out a mystery reader ticket. All right, mystery reader, take it away for chapter eight of The Mouse and the Motorcycle. Chapter eight. A family reunion. The next thing Ralph knew, his mother was shaking him by the shoulder. Wake up, she said. Ralph, wake up. Room service has brought us another meal. Room service? Ralph rubbed his eyes, not believing what he had heard. Room service has brought our dinner? Yes, a real feast. A whole blueberry muffin and a chocolate chip cookie, said Ralph's mother. Get up. We're having a family reunion. It all came back to Ralph. Oh, Room service, he said, understanding at last. You mean the boy Keith. His, he is room service to me, Ralph's mother sounded happy and carefree. Ralph sat up. Already his aunts and uncles and many squeaky cousins were arriving by secret paths in the space between the walls. It was a long time since anyone had enough food for a family reunion, and there was rejoicing in the mouse nest for everyone but Ralph. He was thinking of the motorcycle he had lost and the promise he had broken. He had a dull, heavy feeling in the pit of his stomach, and he did not feel like celebrating. Why, there's Ralph, squeaked his Aunt Sissy, who thought she was better than the rest of the family because she lived in the bridal suite, where she fed her relatives. She led her relatives to believe riches of rice fell to the carpet when the bride took off her hat and the groom shook out his coat. The rest of the family knew Aunt Sissy was not as grand as she pretended to be, because very few brides and grooms came to this hotel these days. My, how you've grown! Ralph never knew what to say when people told him how he'd grown. Well, well, if it isn't Ralph, said Uncle Lester, 
Who had a nest inside the wall of the housekeeper's office, where the maids dropped donut crumbs every morning at 10 o'clock, and they had their coffee? What, what's this I hear about you riding up and down the halls on a motorcycle? Uncle Lester had a way of saying the wrong things at the wrong time. My land, a motorcycle, said Aunt Dorothy. Isn't that pretty dangerous? Wouldn't mind riding one myself if I were a few years younger, said Uncle Lester. All of the little cousins came crowding around Ralph. Show us your motorcycle, they squeaked. We all want to ride it. Come on, give us a ride. Give us a ride on your motorcycle, Ralph. Huh? Ralph, come on. Ralph, please. Ralph knew he was expected to be polite to all of his relatives, even the squeaky little cousins. Well, embarrassed and ashamed, he looked down at the floor. I sort of lost the motorcycle in a pile of sheets and pillowcases. Lost the motorcycle? Oh, Ralph, cried his mother, genuinely alarmed. Ralph knew what she was thinking. Did this mean the end of room service? Did she have to go back to pilfering crumbs for his brothers and sisters? That's a young mouse for you, said tactless Uncle Lester. Can't take care of anything. If anyone asks me, I think it's a good thing he lost it, said Aunt Dorothy. Riding a motorcycle is just plainly foolhardy. All of the little cousins looked disappointed and sulky. I don't think he ever had a motorcycle, said one. I bet he just made it up, said another, and the rest agreed. Ralph felt terrible. The family reunion swirled on around him. The muffin and the cookie were divided. Cousins fought over the blueberries. Uncles, usually overweight uncles, asked for second helpings. Everyone talked at once. The little cousins finished dinner and then racing around the mouse nest. The aunts and uncles raised their voices to be heard over the racket their children were making. Suddenly, there came from the knothole a noise that drowned out the squeaks and squeals of young mice at play. Shh! Not a mouse moved. They looked at one another, too terrified to speak. Psst! Hey, Ralph! Come on out, whispered Keith at the entrance to the mouse nest. Ralph's mother gave him a little shove, but no one spoke. With heavy feet, Ralph walked to the knothole, but he did not go out into room 215. What do you want, he asked. You and your family better be quiet in there, or my mother will hear you. You know how she is about mice, Keith said. I don't know why people say things are, say things are as quiet as mice. You sound like a pretty noisy bunch to me. Behind Ralph, his relatives began to tiptoe quietly away to their own homes, leaving his mother to do all the cleaning up. Did you have a nice picnic? Ralph asked, dreading what he might what he must tell the boy. Yes, we saw an old mining town with a real jail and bars on the window. Keith reached into his pocket and pulled out something curved and hard and white with a rubber band fastened to it with a piece of scotch tape. I thought you I bought you a present, he said. Come on out. Puzzled and curious, Ralph squeezed through the knothole. What is it? he asked. Whatever the object was, he had never seen anything like it. Half a ping pong ball I found down in the game room, said Keith. See, I patted the inside with thistle down and anchored the rubber band to the top of the scotch tape. What for? Ralph still did not understand. A crash helmet for you. Keith set the half ping pong ball on Ralph's head and slipped the rubber band carefully around his whiskers until it rested under his chin. There, that's just right. You need it big so there will be plenty of room for your ears when you ride the motorcycle. You need a crash helmet. Ralph peered at Keith under his new crash helmet, which rested lightly on his head. 
He knew he looked every inch of a motorcycle racer, but never in his whole life had he felt so ashamed. He longed to crawl off into his hole and never face Keith again. But his conscience, which until now he did not know he had, would not let him. There was nothing to do but stand there in this fine new crash helmet and confess. Well, you might as well know, he told Keith. I lost the motorcycle. Lost the motorcycle, Keith. Keith, who had been kneeling, sat back on his heels. But how? I rode it by mistake into a pillowcase, into a heap of linen on the floor, and it got dumped into the laundry hamper, confessed Ralph. You rode it into the pillowcases? repeated Keith. But you weren't supposed to ride it in the daytime. You promised. I know, agreed Ralph miserably. I didn't exactly mean to ride it. Well, you see, the maid was vacuuming under the bed, and I, began Ralph, and stopped. Oh, that, what's the use? I wrote it, and I lost it, and it's probably gone to the laundry by now, and I'm sorry. The boy and the mouse were silent. Both were thinking about the little motorcycle with its clean lines and a pair of shining chromium exhaust pipes. That motorcycle was my very most favorite of all my cars, said Keith. I saved my allowance and bought it myself. Ralph hung his head in his crash helmet. There was nothing more he could say. It was a terrible thing that he had done. I guess I should have known you weren't old enough to be trusted with a motorcycle, said Keith. The boy could not have said anything that would have hurt Ralph more. This has been the Explore Corner podcast bringing you Chapter 8 of The Mouse and the Motorcycle. We want to give a big thank you to our mystery reader for this week. We hope you enjoyed your time on the show. I did. Thank you for having me. We will see the rest of you back here soon for Chapter 9. Take care, everyone.